is all about hot, badass, nasty speed. I mean, that's how you got to play the game of hockey. Listening to Impact Sports Radio, and this is Behind the Mask. Welcome to Impact Sports Behind the Mask, the only podcast dedicated to Michigan State hockey and Big Ten hockey. I'm your host, Ryan Collins. This week, unfortunately, new co host John Supan is sick, couldn't make it. So, unfortunately, we're with Kyle Turk. You put stuck with in the dock. I'm surprised you didn't, you didn't just go to that right away. That we're stopped with you? Yeah, because yeah, I, I saw it. Don't think I didn't see it. The, the intent is there. Uh, after football season, I didn't think I had to see you. That's why. Well, yeah, and unfortunately, we've been thrust back into these roles together, so we're yeah. going to have to make do with what we've got. <laughs> so, what have you been up to? How's your, I haven't seen you in a while. Well, it, this the last time we do this, was it was it the start of classes, or was that even before the break happened? I guess it was right after the GLI, so it must have been just at the start I of the we, semester. We, yeah, start of semester. I had so, some classes. So, but. I mean, yeah. It's how are you? Good. I'm fine. Like it's 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 one of those things where I was listening to last week and John stepped right in. Yeah. I, you, you two got the good uh told, the good chemistry right off the I, bat. I told him B plus performance. He's out things wow. to work things to work yeah, on. Yeah, I'll but say it was B good. plus. We were talking about it. Just said get the chemistry down, we're gonna be well, A okay. And for someone who's kind of only just stepping into that role, hey. Yeah, I'll, I know. Take yeah, what definitely, you can get. definitely, definitely, Some definitely. Good stuff. Definitely missing John this week. Sick. He'll be back next week. So if you miss him, tune in next week. He'll be here. Sorry, Kyle Turks here. Phantom injury or phantom illness, perhaps? We're not going to make any assumptions. But... We're not making assumptions, but we're making assumptions. Mm. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So this weekend, Mission State took on Minnesota. And if you listened last week, I predicted the Spartans to get swept by Minnesota. Not a great prediction. Let's dive into the recap. The Spartans hosted Golden Gophers. Super cold on Friday. Also, Kyle, want to hear a little funny story? Not on Friday, actually. Saturday. Weird Saturday, Sunday weekend set. Weird. I looked at my phone at about 4.55. I'm like, oh, what time's the game? 7 or 8. Just lounging in my PJs. Oh, it's at 5.30. Whip up a shave. Get to the game. Hustling. I, your eyes are rolling in the back of your Oh my goodness! How has this happened? I was like, oh my! I, I was like, uh, one of my roommates. I'm like, get the car running. I'll be down in five minutes. Yikes! It was yeah. Hey, got there in time for warmups. Nothing happened, but still, wow. I know. I, I that, know. That's a were you breaking land speed records on the way over? No, I just the attire I was wearing maybe wasn't the best. Had a weird sweater on that would not usually go in my mitts of wardrobe. Okay. Okay. It's, it's whatever. Let's move on. MSU. Took down the Gophers in late November, Thanksgiving weekend. They split. This weekend, they kind of looked flat the first 14 minutes of game one. Gophers went up one nothing. They found energy once they went to the power play. In the first period, Mitch Lundowski tipped in a perfect shot pass from Taro Rossi. The Spartans made it 2-1 just two minutes later as Cody Milan redirecting the shot from Petra Kodorinko. But it was ruled Kodorinko's goal, but it was Milan. I saw it with my eyes. I tweeted it. It was Milan's duel, so I don't care. You didn't tell the official scorers, hey, you got that one wrong? Je- 
Jeff Barnes, the SID for hockey, said, I think they're going to change that to Milan, and then they never really did, but I think it was, it was Milan's goal. So. First off, I think it's Milan. Milan. I've heard, Milan. Why I've did heard, I say Milan? You are you of all people do not strike me as a type to get that pronunciation right in the in the way that it's currently said in Europe. I'm surprised at you. Say it again. Milan. Milan. I know it's Milan. God. Idiot. <gasps> I, I Dad. The grade so far for this episode's not good. We'll give it at the end of the episode. But two to one after the first. Spartans kind of found energy on that power play. They were good on it all weekend. And then the third goal, the KHL line, just absolutely dominated for about 50 seconds. And then it culminated in Hiroshi making a beautiful one-time pass to Mitchell Lewandowski. One T, top top shelf. It was unreal. Makes a 3-1, about five seconds left in that period, which gave Mission State. In the third period, they kind of gave away the momentum, taking a couple bad penalties. But Cody what, Milan? There Milan. You Cody Milan made it too tough for the Gophers to come back, getting it to 4-1. to the eventual final score was five to three. John Lethman at thirty six saves was pretty solid all night. Didn't really have too many great chances on that that didn't go into that. So he was st- stood tall on Friday. On this wow. Friday, I mean Dan Cole on Saturday when I went to the game was talking about how he just kept on saying it's great to win the Friday game when it's Saturday. So. Well, for I, everyone else, the long weekend with uh, with MLK Day, it's easy. It's easy to get sucked in that trap. Still, I was there. It was Saturday. I gotta be better. Just absolutely rough start to the episode. So on the Sunday matinee, Adam Goodsir, local freshman, scores his first goal for in a Spartan uniform after a phenomenal carry in by Zach Osborne, who was the best player on the ice all day. And then Logan Lambden behind in that found good start out front. It was, it was a pretty play to give Michigan State the one nothing lead. MSU controlled the pace for the majority of the game, but they kind of got lazy on defense every once in a while, giving Minnesota the occasional chance, and they kind of cashed in as Blake McLaughlin tied it with a beautiful wrister past John Lethman, making it one to one. Three second period goals by the Spartans gave a comfortable four to two lead. Heading into the third, the lead dwindled down to one with 10.30 left in the third with a Jet Sadek made it 4-3. to three. Definitely didn't say that name right, but not a name podcast. It's a hockey podcast. Little momentum was destroyed when Mitch Lewandowski scored his fourth goal of the weekend off his left skate, lucky enough. And that was enough for the Spurns to earn their first true sweep of the Gophers in Mon Ice Arena history. Thanks, Neil. Neil Kepke? Yeah. You got to shout that one out because the last time you said it happened, yeah. it was back when they were playing at Dem Hall in the, in the 70s. Yeah. Shout out to Neil Kepke, writes for MSU, Neil's notebook. Every It's fantastic. Every must must read stuff. No, must he, read stuff. He's the probably the best MSU hockey writer ever. I mean. Have there been any others? I, that's, that's how that's, long he's been doing yeah, it? Yeah, he's the GOAT, just plain and simple. So taking a look back at this weekend, Kyle didn't really get to cover the games. He's taking a look at the stat sheets right now. What what do you find interesting about this weekend? Uh, and and Hiroshi's still got to be leading the nation he in is. points at this point. He's not, He's averaging about one point six points per game. I he, mean, he, goodness he, gracious. He's been. I mean, he's a he's a factor, complete factor. I mean, I don't know why I just said factor because I could be a factor in the game if I just hopped out on there. But yeah. he's a star. He's. Absolute start, and now that Lewandowski's got in the going, it's completely changed. Yeah, that was that was kind of the the one thing we were thinking after the GLI after the break. Yeah, had been how do you incorporate a little bit more Lewandowski? And I mean, the whole line has really taken it up a notch. The whole year, it's probably been 
a progression in a little way yeah. because they still have managed to quietly improve little by little, game by game. And the, the things they can do, they've been talked about ad nauseum elsewhere. Yeah. Because everyone knows great puck possession, great passing, great vision, really everything that you'd want from a top line. But just the production week after week is so staggering, especially from Hirose, how, it, he, man- it, how he manages to always be involved directly in the play and, and come up with the numbers that he has so far is just mind-boggling. I mean, the chemistry they have is incredible. That The third goal they scored on Friday with about eight seconds left in the second period, it, it, I mean, that shift was incredible. They were firing passes about 90 feet, n- understanding where everyone Hard else passes. are. No, where they are on the ice. They just understand where the other two are on the ice. And you looked at it this weekend. They didn't really just get it done on the offensive end. They got it done on the defensive end. They killed four out of five penalties on Friday night, and Hiroshi and Todorinko are a big part of that penalty kill now. Hiroshi and Dan Cole were talking about what like, what's it feel like to be on that penalty kill, and Hiroshi sees it as a badge of honor, and Dan Cole jokingly said, they got enough rest in the first half. Look, we got to get them out on the ice more. He was talking, uh, before I cut you off though, Kyle, I was, he was talking about how when they keep him under 20 minutes, they're better. And they're out there 25 minutes, they're not as productive. Think about it, to, to borrow a basketball phrase, Cassius Winston. Yep. If, if he's logging X amount of minutes a game, you eventually you start dragging. It's it's especially with forwards and the way yes. they play, where they're they're not exactly you know playing up and down, back and forth across the ice and, and going and back-checking super hard, this yeah. and that. Usually they can get changes in before that. They haven't really gotten stuck... That's the one thing is MSU has avoided, you know, getting stuck with changes. Yes. Uh, for most of the year. Good coaching. Good coaching. Uh, improved coaching. Something you might have seen under Tom Anastas. Not I'm, I'm gonna. Really. Not really. Not. Sorry. Well, I'm Tom. saying no. The the bad the bad shift change. In that oh yeah. Of, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I feel you. And and I mean, it just keeps them. If there's a way to keep them fresh, I think you have to do it. Oh yeah. Which is why I'm kind of surprised that he's throwing Hiroshi out there as it is. He, I mean, he was talking about, I mean, the younger players are starting to play better. I mean, you saw Saliba get his first goal since Cornell this weekend. And he's out there with with Mattis. And he likes Mattis and Wojciech, who, number 18, don't know his, how to say his name correctly. Sikowiak. Sikowiak. Sorry. Again, I'm sorry, man. If he ever listens to this, I apologize to him. We should circulate this among the team. They'd listen. Yeah, we should. Hit up the... Hit up Hiroshi and just circle it back. But, I mean, they're getting more minutes. Mattis, Mattis uh, Calgary Flames draft pick. You, you expected a big body like him to log more minutes, and they really haven't. And this week they were on the ice a lot more than I've seen them personally in the, the whole season I've covered them. So that was a good sign. And, and their defense is playing insane, outstanding right now. And More Austin Kamer. Yeah. Uh, Austin a, name, Kamer. a name I hadn't seen all season until now. Dan Cole likes Austin Kamer a lot because him and Brody Stevens can kind of inner switch on that Tommy Apap Brennan Sanford line, which is basically Mission State's second line, which it's listed as their third. But they give him such great energy, and Austin Kamer is so good defensively and just smart. Dan Cole likes having him out on the ice. And I mean, you jumping off the page of these stats is just special teams for for both sides for MSU carry them all the, the whole yep. weekend. Two of nine on the penalty or on the penalty kill, they only let in two goals. 
after a lot of penalties. A lot of penalties. And, and they were back-to-back penalties. They right. were law jams. So, you know, that just derails your entire momentum in a period. Yes. We saw that during the GLI as well. And then you look in Friday night, or Saturday, geez. Yeah, I, 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 not, not it's easy. A, it's brutal. Not easy. Three of four basically wins them that game, and then they they only go oh of two I, in the second game. But really, if anytime you can get three power play goals, your your odds of winning have to go up by such a huge amount. The I think the number was that I think they had sixteen, like it was like fifteen thirty five in penalty kill minutes, and like one and a half minutes in power play minutes because they scored so quickly the first one they, they scored in 24 seconds of the power play the second one was eight seconds so that power play is working cody mylan is has been really solid solid out in front and he's really helped but i mean hiroshi in uh hiroshi and lewandowski were just so in sync this weekend and Kodorenko was just doing the things that don't really go up in the statue but he was really solid i think another thing to look at you didn't was John Lethman getting both starts this weekend? It's interesting. It is. I mean, he struggled a little bit in the middle of the season. You had DeRitter have that incredible game in its mission, and it looked like DeR- it was DeRitter's job. And now Lethman's kind of came back, and being the elder state- statesman that he is, is kind of taking over the job, like in, most people expect it. In reality, they don't really need anyone to win the job. They just need to be able to mix and match and get the good performances that can... I mean, you hold anyone to two goals, yes. and... and I mean, the KHL line can provide you with a goal. Someone else can get you a goal, and that's about it. I mean, look at both these both these games here. They let up three each in both yeah. nights for Lethman. I'd say that's fine. When the offense is playing as well as it is, if the power play is working as well as it is, you may be able to win those track meet type games. I, you looked at Lethman. He didn't really make any flashy saves this weekend. I think, Did he not have to? No, he didn't have to because the defense was very good this week. Cole Krieger, Adam Goodsir both get their first goals in Michigan State uniforms this week. And you got Logan Lambden playing really good hockey. I think the main takeaway from this weekend is Dan Cole's really happy with how his team's playing since Christmas break. The depth is is finally coming in in places where it, it was a real question mark coming into the year. Yes. I wonder, I wonder what he would think his team has got better at since the start of the year because he, the depth is is still coming along, but it's not an every weekend thing. Yeah. I would just be interested to see what he personally thinks is still kind of lacking. He he talks about unconscious competence. When these freshmen come in, they don't know what to do right. And now they have conscious competence. They know what they're doing, and if they do something wrong, they know how to fix it. And I think he, he was talking about that a lot this weekend, that he, it seems like this program is kind of turning the corner in competitive-wise that they're consistent. I mean – you looked out at Christmas break. Other than the GLI, which he says that he was happy the way they played. No offense to him. I was not. If you look back at that late the state game. First ba- game maybe yeah, is yeah. where you have some issues. Yeah, but he he was happy with that. He was even happy when they got blown out 7 to nothing against Ohio State. He said they didn't even play that bad. But you looked at, you split to an Ohio State team who's number three in the country. You go on the road in Hockey Valley, which is a tough place to play and split. Now you sweep a traditional power in Minnesota. So I, it, it's a pretty big statement coming out of Christmas break that this Spartan hockey team is moving in a different direction. It's, it's moving forward, at least. Yes. And I think that, that's what... I mean, they're fourth in the Big Ten now. That's what fans wanted to see. They yeah. wanted to see a team that's not quite fully there, but had give the KHL line another year and let some of these other pieces fill in, and now it's all a little bit sunnier. 
I think the MSU is going to have a problem keeping Hiroshi from going to a major junior team maybe in Canada. So I think that could be an issue, but that's for a later date. But looking at the rest of the Big Ten, only two other series in play this weekend. A, a weird time. A couple teams got the weekends off. First off, Ohio State sweeps Penn State on the road. I mean, Mason Jost and that bunch are hot. And they take a commanding lead in the Big Ten. They're up eight points. That's a lot. It's not It's not easy to, they're, to they're, lose. Yeah, they're going to have that bye. Or, I guess easy to lose. Yeah. No, that, not easy to lose, that's right. Yeah, they're okay. going to have that bye coming into the Big Ten tournament and beating the semis at home right away, which is huge for them. Notre Dame pits up five points against Wisconsin. First game they played at Notre Dame. Second game they played at the United Center. Winning OT on Sunday night. They played on Friday, Sun Friday Sunday, so they could travel down to Chicago. It was weird, but also Wisconsin, super weird jerseys. Did not like them. Stick to your like Red Wings jerseys you wear. Just saying. But Notre Dame picks up five points this against Wisconsin. It was good for them. They got a lot of injuries. We'll talk about that later as we get into the preview. And last, Mission State hops from last place to fourth in the Big Ten, which it's huge for the Big Ten tournament because they'll get that first weekend a home series. Which you need if you're home best out of three. That's huge when you're trying to make a run. And I think the only way Michigan State's getting into the NCAA tournament is winning the Big Ten tournament. So right, and have having any little advantage at the, that point in the season is nice. Even though I mean it would line up for a, a matchup with Ohio State, uh, not the easiest matchup in the world right now. But hey, you take what you can get. Any any little advance you can get right why now. Why not? Right now they would play. This would be really fun. Right now if the Big Ten tournament started today, the they would have a home three-game series against Michigan, which I think a lot of Michigan State hockey fans would like to see. Can, can you really ask for anything else in that situation? You only get one game at Mun this year, maybe you get four. So right. that would be it would be pretty special and, to see that. And the other thing is there are some things that kind of do have to get worked out because Wisconsin's only played 12 games, yep. uh, MSU, and, every, and the, the most anyone's played is 14. Yep. So... Some things could still move around. Yes, for sure. Uh, I wonder, you know, so that's the problem with Michigan and Notre Dame playing that, that one Outdoor game weekend. Game. Yeah. How Do they make that up? Do they they have to play all the same amount of games? I think they eventually have a three-game set, maybe against at Michigan probably. Do you think that's dumb? Because, it, it because probably, I think that's no, dumb. No, I, I actually think what happens is they go back to Notre Dame and play another game because I know they played Notre Dame at Yost this year already I twice. Would, I wouldn't be mad if they went and start, did more midweek oh, games. I, I was hearing something on Spin Chitlets. This one, Mikey Grinelli is a college hockey writer for Barstool. He was talking about why it isn't Big Ten teams is everyone in the Big Ten should have an outdoor game because they have – such as big stadiums and how it could look cool on TV and stuff and brings more viewers in. It, it's not a bad idea. I mean, you looked at the shoe. You got Minnesota with TFC. TC, they they yeah. are better. They are better place for it. The Big Ten as a conference yes. than than say. There's nowhere else in the hockey college East, hockey ever. WCHA can't, can't really do you, it. No one can do it because they have. That, the, that is interesting. Yeah, I like that idea a whole lot. Yeah, where it's just every team at least has one per year. The novelty may wear off. Oh, at for cer- sure. At, at I mean, the novelty point. already has worn off. Yeah, exactly. That's so, that's the thing. Is and I mean, tell me the last time. Well, in, in some cases, the novelty, but I would bet that I don't know if there's ever been a game at Camp Randall. I would. I would. I know think th- they have. I like, think they played like Minnesota for sure. Not every single one of these teams yes. here has played a 
an outdoor game. Maybe Ohio State has. Yeah. I think Ohio State would be the only one on the list that hasn't. Because yeah. That, how cool would that be? Ohio State, Michigan, at the shoe. That'd Yikes. be cool. Yikes. That'd be fun. That'd be an atmosphere. Yeah. So let's take an actual deep dive into the standings. Ohio State with 29 points in first place. In second place, Minnesota, who got zero points coming into East Lansing, 21. I was talking to a Minnesota writer. They they already want this guy gone, Bob Mastro. Wow. They're intense. He was talking about, he tweeted, if this team had a puck-moving defenseman, they're a top-five team in the country. And someone replied to him, don't talk to me until they're top two. They, they had some expectations out there. They operate in a different in, in a different world out there. Yeah, I mean, hockey's bid down there. Third place with 20 points, Notre Dame. Fourth place, Michigan State. Notre Dame, Michigan State meet this week, and we'll get to that. Number five, Michigan with 18 points, but they've played a game less than Michigan State, so they probably could hop them if they win their nuts. And tied at the bottom of the bid 10, kind of surprising, is Penn State and Wisconsin. Penn State, Levin Barrett, and the skill they have on that team, it's kind of surprising they are down there in the cellar of the Big Ten. But it, it, it's so stacked up, and this Big Ten is so like talented. I think it's all even out at the end of the season, so I, I wouldn't overreact to anything necessarily in the Big Ten standings this week. Really, it's just Ohio State in a, in a class of their own at this point. Yeah, I'm, because because they're, they're eight, eight points clear now, and everyone else is jammed up around that same mark. Something catastrophic would happen, have to happen for them not to finish first at this point in the season. Let's just say that. Haven't really done this, this this much. Haven't even done it since I'm on the podcast. Let's take a look at the nation a little bit. And first, this is why Minnesota fans are mad. Mm-hmm. Everyone else in the state of Minnesota is good. Like, really good. Well, like, schools that I think my high school had more people well, in it. Well, why don't you tell them the top five? That I will. Way they I, I will. Sorry, sorry. Bearing the lead. For... First, St. Cloud State, Minnesota team. Two, talk about upsetting a lot of people in your area. UMass, who is not really a historic hockey institution, like a lot of the people around them. Harvard's usually better than them. Boston University. Hockey. BUBC. Yeah, yeah, BU, yeah those are hockey historically like great every single year, and they're just whooping them. They're a wagon. B, so, BU's receiving votes. Yeah, I, mean, I that, saw. I, how, I was looking at that's that. That's where it's all at. BU and BC are kind of non-factors in these yeah. last couple of and years. And Hockey East is usually the best conference in college hockey and has probably the most passion, I, I would say, in college hockey. So for UMass to be in the run they are right now, UMass Lowell's having a good year too. So UMass's are kicking the Boston schools' you-know-what. So And third in the country, Ohio State. I, all they're going to do is move up if they keep dominating the way they do. Number four, Denver. Sweet home environment. They're always on TV, on the CBS. Just for some reason, CBS Sports. I don't know what conference they're in, but they cover that conference, and they have the best atmosphere I've ever seen in college hockey. It's pretty spectacular. And five, Minnesota Duluth. So... If you're a University of Minnesota fan, you're like scratching your head, what's going on? Well, and then Minnesota State at seven. Yeah. It's, and then it just but, keeps. But Midgey State is, is getting votes. I didn't vote. even know Midgey State was a thing. They've got a team. You didn't know that Midgey State's got a team? It sounds like a beer. But Midgey? Well, it, probably is. Probably is. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. But, uh, yeah, and you look around, and I'm looking at the latest bracketology. I think just came out on the day that we're recording. No, it's, it's good. It's good because. You look at all the Minnesota teams in there, St. Cloud State's there, Duluth's there, Minnesota State, really all these teams 
I don't know where American International is from. That's an interesting uh, team from that I've Italia. never heard of. But wow, I think Americans yeah. actually in New York. If I'm wrong, yeah. whatever. Have a fa- have her stats die behind the glass. No, yeah. there's no one behind Haven't the glass. Figured out. Yeah, but uh, another little tidbit I want to mention: Michigan State already lost twice to this team in the desert in their fourth year of existence. Arizona State's ranked 17th in the country. Behind Johnny Walker, who was a Hobie Baker candidate. Yeah, I mean, and you look, and they, they've the played the leading goal getter in the country. It's crazy. MSU has played a lot of a lot they of had these a tough solid schedule teams. this year. And the one thing that surprised me about these rankings: Penn State at 15, despite being in tie for last. They're you look at their. I'm saying the point. The points yeah. in the, are in the bottom tier, the two to six area, yes. is also close. That that I guess it doesn't really make much sense to drop them, yeah. but. I mean, if you're so, I'm like so used to college football and college basketball rankings where if you lose, you get pet down immediately. It doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter if you lost on a fluke or something. In college hockey, I actually kind of like it. If you lose a couple of games, they they go by who's the best team. They're a little smarter. Yes, I, I they're a little smarter. Completely about. agree. And and there's 50 voters. St. Cloud State's got most of the first place votes. It's Ohio really, State got a trouble, didn't they? They not this week. They must have last yeah. week. But I mean, I'm just it's it does seem like they do. They have a little bit more thought into the into the rankings. I, I take no take no college football. I, and I, college I, basketball. Yeah, I mean college basketball. They are so weird the way they do it. They try and like you the way they're doing it now with the like tiers. This is probably for the impact is on. Oh, with a net? No, yeah. I'm just talking straight AP. Like yes. th- this is USCHO that we're looking yeah. at. The the main AP the, take note of USCHO. H-O. Yeah. Exactly, because okay. they're because th- that's the AP of college hockey. Yes. Okay. MSU goes on the road to South Bend this weekend to complete their season uh, set with the Irish. Only they're one point away in the Big Ten standings, as I already said. Notre Dame swept MSU the first series. Turk was at both games. I was only at the Friday game. And two intense games that MSU had opportunities to get into overtime and maybe win. But, I mean, Notre Dame's defense was so stifling. Well, Kale Morris is really the yeah. the, the difference between uh, wins and losses for MSU because yeah. mean, the, the chances that they've created in those two games back at Munn, uh, even if they had golden, or, golden uh, chances. Yeah. They still had to go through the probably the best goaltender in the nation. Yeah, he one he's of them. Fantastic. He, I mean, with the injuries they've dealt with recently, the way he's kept playing, he's had a nine twenty two save percentage in the bid time in bid time play. Excuse me. He he's been fantastic. But I mean, the Irish are dealing with a number of injuries. Three key contributors, upperclassmen. You got Cam Morrison, Cal Burke, and Joe. Wayworth, who is Joe Wayworth, is basically out the rest of the year. Senior guy, top six in scoring. Only he's played, I think, twelve games this season. Burke had at least a couple of goals yeah. against MSU back yeah. in the month. He, they're weak. Cam Morris and Cal Burke are week to week, which means they possibly could go this weekend. But they are dealing with injuries. And you, you look at the injuries they've dealt with. It's just the system they play with is so solid. Defensively, I mean, it stifled MSU last time. They didn't have any chances if you really looked at it. The the KHL line, I think, struggled for chances both nights. They kind of awoke on that Friday night in the last two minutes. Yeah, Kodorenko hit the pipe. That was yeah. really about it, though. Yeah. I mean, they they know they know how to play defensively against this KHL line. I think, which is a big deal. It would be interesting to see how Dan Cole wants his guys on that top line to play against Notre Dame this time around. Yes, and I mean that's real. I think that's the difference is. 
in those in those games at Mun, those guys are pretty much held in check. And yep. and to get a big performance out of them would go a long way for MSU towards getting at least a, sl- a split. It, I I think this is the most interesting. I've s- probably say this every week of the podcast, but I this is probably the most interesting weekend I think of the year. Because if you if you see Michigan State go to South Bend and get a split and get three points this weekend, I think there starts to be this program's turn to tide. Yeah, and I mean it's tough to put stock into any one weekend because but it it's is, this it, is four weekends now. But yeah, the trend they've been on, I think it's been a month. This uh, a good result this weekend would tell you a lot more about. MSU than it would about Notre Dame just because Notre Dame's yes. got the injuries that it has. I would agree, definitely. And Notre Dame's gonna be there. I mean, Bobby Nardella, monster, leads the team of points on the back end. That's pretty unprecedented. For I mean, that having that type of puck moving defenseman is huge, especially for a team with injuries. He's able to initiate offense for some of those depth guys on Notre Dame. So that that'll be something to watch. Kyle, what do you who do you like this weekend? What do you think happens? It comes down to the defenses, I think, for yes. both teams, because I don't know how much Susanna and Osborne we talked about in the I, earlier I mean, part, but they played I could really talk about, solid in those two games. I could talk about Osborne and Susanna for days. I mean, I wrote about it in the weekend recap, but Zach Osborne was the best player on the ice on Sunday. He he was noticeably the best player on the ice. He had three assists and the one he didn't get an assist on, he dangled the whole team and set up that goal. So right, and I think you know a good another good performance out of those two, and him. Cole, that those Cole Krieger two, was good this weekend too, and he's continued to develop. Yeah. Could be, I mean, I is already at a top four level. I think you have two really good sets of defensemen with you got Susanna and Rosberg on that first D pairing, and then your second D pairing, Cole Krieger and Osborne, and I, the, Cole Krieger and Osborne have been a lot better. These last couple of weeks. Cole Krieger was young, getting over an injury. I mean, he scores a bomb of a goal. It was no joke. I mean, blue line, clap bomb, top shelf. It was nasty. So, that I, if that D, I know what you're saying. Those guys that, against Nardella, against uh, Notre Dame's defense. Yeah, yeah the D, the defensemen are going to have to initiate offense against this type of system. I know it. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, I think comes down to that. I... You know what? Give me the momentum. I'll take the split for MSU. Okay. They'll, they'll, they'll win the second game. Maybe if uh, if they end up taking Morris out for a game. I see MSU getting two points this weekend. I see an overtime victory on Friday night, and then Notre Dame kind of settles down and gets one at home. But I, I think just, just the way Michigan State's energy has changed, and you, I, I'm around that locker room, and they're pumped. They're, there's no – there's a sort of – when you're loose, especially – it's like baseball – we gotta feel loose like this time or like you can't be too serious. So I mean, I if Michigan State can get two to three points this week, that would go a long way. It's the right time of year for them to be playing the way they are. Definitely, because uh, every point at this point in the season matters for them in terms of the Big Ten standings. And I mean, they've got a couple of interesting opponents coming up. Not only this weekend, but uh, next weekend is not Michigan, but the weekend after, I believe, is Michigan. Yes. Yes. So I mean, it's it's the perfect time of the year for them to be. No, the weekend after is Michigan. The week. So this next weekend. Yes, because they go play at Yost and then they go play LCA. Yep. Yeah, for dual so I mean, there you go. So that now's the time of year to be playing yes. well and in, in form. I, is that I mean, you saw a team like Michigan last year, who basically after Christmas break lost one time until they got to the Frozen Four. It can happen. Lightning can cut. Lightning can like get in a bottle. Is that how you say it? Lightning. You can catch lightning. Catch lightning. Okay. Not a, 
journalism major over here. Sorry. Not a metaphor guy. Yeah. Not not a words guy. Trying to go into sports broadcasting and journalism. Exactly. Really should have rethought that. Exactly. But okay, ter- grade for this episode. I think that's a new tradition. We're gonna do a grade for the episode. I'm gonna give it a solid B. It worked its way back. I'll it, give it a B. There was a couple times I I didn't know the, what the, I was saying. The start yeah. the start keeps it from being a B plus or an A minus. We'll work on the start. Okay. <laughs> no, just the, the, with the names yeah. and this and that going yes. back and forth. I don't know. I'm excited for next week, though. Okay. Yeah, I'm excited. John, hopefully feeling better. Hopefully you're listening to this. John, if you didn't listen to this, you got, you, got some work, you got some work to do. Yeah. So Yikes. For Kyle Turk, what's, it, what's the Twitter? At Kyle Turk 5. Absolutely. Uh, don't forget at WDBM Sports. At WDBM. If you're listening to this before Sunday, don't forget that 1 o'clock, I believe, is the tip-off for... Uh, for Michigan State and Purdue basketball. Turk will be on the call, right? I will not be on the call, but I will be there. You writing? So, so yeah. So Who's calling? Joey and uh, Julian. So work, okay. some work some things in your schedule. It's going to be, it's gonna, you know when we bring those three, the three of us, into, yeah. a, into a situation, big you deal. know it's big time. You got the veterans there. So so it's big time. Keep on us. It's big time. I mean, thank you again. Last hey. minute. Turk saved the day. I come in and I do it. That's all, <laughs> that's all that needs to be said. Uh, thank you. Thanks for listening. See you next week.